recast. <laughs> God. So creepy. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> I wonder if I can hear That's nice. <laughs> I'm currently dying again. When will I get over this? I'm going to just cut my allergies out. Sick of this. Oh, is it, is it your allergies? Yes, it happens every time the um, weather gets colder or warmer. It's horrible. Mm. Yeah. I keep having to mute my microphone so that I can cough violently. Cough <laughs> <laughs> all. Uh. Well, we'll all sound gross together. That's fine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get started, and Amber can join in when she gets a chance. Um, So this is the Naked Ladies podcast, and uh, tonight we're talking about mysteries again, because we love them so much. Love mysteries. They're so good. So this is Kristen (laughs) from Maine. Jamie from Kentucky. Kat from Ontario. Hey, nice job, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kat, do you want to go first? Because you actually have, like, something to do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, That you should be up early for. I know. So crazy. Mm I already set up the coffee and everything. Like, I'm ready. You're so Um, so I have a mystery called L'Affaire de Petite Grégory, or The Gregory Affair. Nice. <laughs> right? Did you like that? You like that pronunciation? Yeah. So Canadian. Um, <laughs> um, so this one was a big in France. It's like, it, it's still ongoing. It happened in 1984, and there's still new developments all the time. So there was a boy, his name was uh, Gregory Villemont, and he was born uh, August 24th, 1980. And unfortunately, he was found deceased um, on October 16th, 1984. So his father's name was Jean-Marie, and his mother's name's Christine. So before um, he was found murdered, Jean-Marie received a promotion and apparently family members were quite unhappy that he received this promotion. And um, the day that he went missing, at first he went missing and then he was, he was found. Um, his mom was doing laundry inside. He was playing outside. And when she went to bring him in, he uh, wasn't there. So... Uh, they went out and they searched for him. and But during the time, actually, I have to backtrack a little bit. Before he was found, before he went missing, the family had been receiving uh, numerous like death threats and really evil um, letters. And... Uh, The day he went missing, one of those letters was, I hope you die of grief, boss. Your money will not bring your son back. This is my revenge, you bastard. Oh. So then he was found 
about seven kilometers away in a river. And uh, after the murder, they would continue to receive these phone calls and letters and, and everything else. And, and it started to get, you know, very, very awful for this poor family. But there was, so they immediately, there was a vestiga- an investigator with the last name Lambert. Um, no. <laughs> no, that wasn't him. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Way to go, Kat. Um, so there was an investigator that was on the case who was really, really, he was truly convinced that the mother did it. So she was at, this is where the story starts to get really kind of wonky. So she was at the post office a couple days prior to receiving this letter and the son disappearing. People claim that they saw her with this particular letter in her hand because that's something that obviously you would recognize right away as a threatening letter when you're staring at a person, even though you have no idea what's in her hand. Right. <laughs> she could have been have she could have had like her power bell or something. Yeah. Maybe it had. It was like. <laughs> The envelope was bedazzled or something. Yeah. <laughs> it says like threatening letter in gems. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they um uh prior to that. So graphologist gave an eighty percent chance that she was the author. That was the kind of um forensic evidence that they have back then and there was a string that was found in the home that was used to uh, bind uh, Gregory up so nothing came of that they kind of were like holding on interrogation and and but obviously they didn't have anything except for a bedazzled letter so right so then all eyes turned to Bernard LaRoche, who was the cousin of Jean-Marie. Um, he, they did it based on uh, anal- like just a, a, another reasoning. They said that he was um, Oh, man, it'd be good if I actually did rewrite my notes because I thought I rewrote them, but I didn't. So anyway, <laughs> Bernard LaRoche was arrested and the father, Jean-Marie, he vowed... Bernard was not the murderer. Uh, Jean-Marie still killed him because he believed that he was the murderer. And then John Marie went to jail, and he got out. And um, oh yeah, this is good. The mother, when she was held and arrested and charged, she was in detention in the detention center, and she was freed because of an eleven-day hunger strike. But she wouldn't be cleared for eight years. So that was interesting. I'm like, a hung- she went on a hunger strike. And they were what? like, well, we got to let her go. Okay. What? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's so, it's so, there's so much to it. Like, there's just so much. It's 
bounces around so much anyways. But the sister-in-law, Muriel Bole, she, oh yeah, so, see, this is how bad I am. The reason <laughs> Bernard got arrested was because the sister-in-law, Muriel, said that she had seen him with the child. Two days later, she recanted her story, and he was set free. And then that's when the father, Jean-Marie, killed the cousin, Bernard. Oh. <laughs> so Jean-Marie went to jail. He was let free after, I think he only went for five years, maybe. Um, oh, dang. Yeah, they, you don't get much over there. And <laughs> then... Uh, <laughs> So they, <laughs> so another investigator took over and reopened the case in 2004. Christine and Jean-Marie were also awarded compensation for all of the turmoil that they sort of endured during this whole thing because they were never really able to grieve because in the whole process they were um, cited as being uh, the the accused and, and all this stuff. So that, that was good on their part, like that they finally were able to get that compensation. Um, and then in 2017, it was reopened and they actually charged Gregory's aunt, great aunt and uncle. And the uncle being Bernard LaRoche. So even though he was no longer alive, he was still charged with the murder um, because they decided they, did modern handwriting and linguistics analysis of the letters and the voice recordings that led them to believe that uh, they knew at some point in time that it was a man and a woman, but they just didn't know. And then with Muriel recanting her story and then, yeah, um, just to get this guy off, they put her into the, the pot. And now I believe it's still an ongoing trial because that's what I think I read still. Because it was only in 2017 that they reopened them and charged them. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, that's trying to go all over it? the place. Why did they do it? Because, I mean, jealousy, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> For revenge? I don't know. The French are pretty passionate. They're like... <laughs> but revenge for what? For the, like, money? For the promotion that he got. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so the father got a promotion. Nobody liked it. They weren't happy. All right. They it's murdered fucking crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do not invite them to Thanksgiving. Right? right? Wow, yeah. that... I have never heard of anything like that before. Yeah. <laughs> So even though it's still kind of solved, it's still a bit of a mystery because I still don't think they have all the evidence to fully, like, I think it's because it's so in court and everything else. So, I mean, they really yeah. don't have, like, they still don't have proper DNA testing. They have proper DNA testing that they are not able to use. You know what it kind of reminds me of is, like, the Jean Benet, you know, the letter that they said that Patsy Ramsey wrote. Yeah. 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 So weird. Yeah. And how oh reliable God. is like uh like voice recognition and like the handwriting analysis stuff? Like is that admissible in court? 
I guess in France it is. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, France. <laughs> <laughs> We're experts in French law. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All of us. <laughs> that is so that's such a weird like what a, okay, if they're willing to murder a little child over jealousy from a promotion what else did they do right right (laughs) that just makes me think that they're involved in like really a lot of other shady shit because like you don't you don't like you don't kill a kid that's not your first thing you do yeah right right that's pretty extreme like i'm gonna just go what did they escalate from yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like how many people have they kept chained in their basement Against their exactly. will or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the idea of people chained in the basement. I'm just... <laughs> the whole thing makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Is it, like, reading it, I was like, what is this story? It was That's... just so strange. I mean, like, the fact that the father's like, in front of everybody, like, in front of the news people, in front of the police and everything, I am going to kill this man. And then he did. Right. <laughs> and they're like, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> Holy shit, he did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So they're just going through, they're just going through the trial now. Or they finished yeah, all the trials? I, I don't think it's done. I don't think so. When I was looking for it, like for further, further stuff, as far as I know, that, that that's not the case. But I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It was still came up in like the unsolved category. So it's interesting. Yeah. That they can get anyone based on handwriting recognition is always so interesting to me. Right. Or like a, a letter or something like that. Cause that just seems like, so like, just seems like innocuous 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Like type of technology that you would use. Like I yeah. checked with the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I used my talking board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird yeah but it's France I guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) that should just be like a bumper sticker (laughs) it's France I guess guess. (laughs) (laughs) baguettes and such (laughs) yeah God, I can't imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't believe we haven't heard more about this. I wonder why not. Because it seems so weird. It seems like something you'd hear about all the time. Yeah, yeah you know we, we don't care about France, though. I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, I've been, I've watched, like, three separate documentaries about Madeleine McCann in the past week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't France having like a huge revolution? <laughs> right oh, now? Naked, still going on. Naked firefighter. 
and nobody nobody cares, you know? I mean, I care. Did I you mean, see the yeah. picture? <laughs> <laughs> Naked firefighter. <laughs> Just Google it. Okay. They're having a, um, a strike in France. And there was this picture of all these naked firefighters standing by a fence with their butts out. Nice. That's <clears throat> amazing. I know. It's a good picture. I really felt for them. <laughs> I was really thinking a lot about the issues that they were talking about. Well, now I can't find it. I found it on Facebook. Maybe it was fake. But we were talking so, about um... it at work. <laughs> we were talking about it at work this morning. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> so, no, I mean, good, good for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you have to protest, um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? At least, at least do it. Yeah. Yeah. I support it. I support any protest. Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> Especially naked firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> I, bar- <laughs> I was driving down uh down my through the downtown of my city and i saw this um guy just this one lowly guy standing in front of city hall in his yellow vest and i was like good for Aww. you good for him yeah i if i could stop right now i would get out but i've got things to do <laughs> wow i'll tell you you do a google image search firefighters and you come up with some Oh, yeah, I've got some stuff here. Great results. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Very revolutionary. Phew. <laughs> yep. I support it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know how to segue from the dead child to naked firefighters to well. our next <laughs> to be totally honest feeling a little awkward and speaking of locking people in basements nice <laughs> I have uh, the disappearance of Cynthia Anderson uh, I guess it was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, still <gasps> unsolved. Um, but this takes place in, like, the 1980s. Uh, she worked as a legal secretary in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, she, you know, spent time, like, reading suspense or romance novels, as mentioned here. Uh, at work, she started receiving harassing phone calls to the point that her employers like had an emergency buzzer installed at her desk um when one of the uh, lawyers came in the morning of august 4th in 1981 uh her door was locked and she was nowhere to be found and the book that she had been reading was open to a passage that was describing a violent abduction and her car was still in the parking lot A month later, there's a mysterious phone call into police headquarters, and a woman uh, told them that Anderson was being held in a basement, but she wouldn't give any specifics. She called a second time to tell the police that 
there were people in the house and then never contacted them again. No one's been charged in connection with her disappearance. Whoa. The end. (laughs) (laughs) So she just disappeared. And that's it. Except for that one phone call. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. And there's no, like... Well, it's just people people think that she maybe heard like an incriminating conversation involving a drug dealer who thought that she then knew too much, but obviously that never led to anything. No. And obviously they thought it was really weird that, you know, her book was open to a passage about like a woman being kidnapped. That's weird. Oh. That's like James Forrestal. Stopping ah. writing in the middle of a sentence. Middle of a word. Right. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Yeah. I always have to wonder about those, like, when they say that they think they heard a drug deal or they saw a drug deal and it was mm-hmm. bad. It just, it seems like a, like a scapegoat. Right. It seems like a really yeah. easy excuse. Yeah. Like, we don't really want to do our job right now. So we're just right. going to say that that's what it was. Or like maybe also, she got killed by like, someone in power. Yeah. 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 I mean, who knows what's going on at like a law office? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about your <laughs> dens of iniquities. <laughs> Any law office, just walk in. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're probably, you know, using the system to, you know pervert justice the system's set up that way they're working within the confines of the rules but that doesn't mean you've got to be a dick right (laughs) (laughs) i like that that should be a t-shirt too (laughs) (laughs) like a definition like lawyers (laughs) adjective or whatever it is that's a a pretty loose definition <laughs> I like it though. We should start selling t shirts, naked ladies quotes, like yeah. all of Jamie's. I know. <laughs> we don't know dick about butts. I was going to say it's all going to be about like titties and dicks and butts. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> I've only got one, I've got the hippos and cocaine. <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> I have like 10 Jamie shirts <laughs> like, <laughs> mine would just be like wow <laughs> that would be my one shirt or excuse me while I die I'm dying yeah. right now sorry if, if I'm wheezing this week it's because I'm dying don't die. <sighs> um, wow. I just said it. Right. Oh. <laughs> She's doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I did it. <clears throat> our three oh friends, our our three fans will meet in the street. They're all wearing their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they'll find each other. 
Let's start a convention. <laughs> oh, we should. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. It would just be us. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they never have found her body or anything? No, nothing. Nothing about it. So they don't know if she actually is dead either. Right. Hmm. Just gone. Like, And it doesn't sound like, you know, obviously that's a pretty short summary of it. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't sound like they gathered too much evidence, you know? No. Honestly, those those stories where people just vanish are, like, the scariest to me. Yeah. 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 Like, I've been... Yeah. I, I mean, like, that Madeline McCann... All those Madeline McCann documentaries. The yeah. last one that I saw talked about how she had this, like, stuffed animal she called Cuddle Cat that she wouldn't go anywhere without. Right. And it was left behind. And I was like, clearly her parents didn't kill her and she didn't leave. Right. Because no three and a half year old would leave her like special animal, their special animal or whatever, would leave that behind voluntarily. And the parents wouldn't not put that with her if they had killed her because they would have had an emotional thought like she's got to have her cuddle kitty. I mean, wouldn't you think that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm thinking about it all night. But yeah. then she's just gone. And that's the scary yeah. thing about these things. When the people well, are just when they, gone, it's like. Yeah. Well, when they said Morocco was only a two hour boat ride away, Jesus. I was like, well, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And then that couple that saw a man or a woman, I can't remember which one it was, with the a child. Man. And yeah. It was a man. And then. Can I see mommy now? And it was in Morocco. Mm-hmm. That like th- four hours later or whatever it was. Yeah, the port the Portuguese they the police they they botched that. Yeah, oh, they botched that so bad. And it, it was did I okay when I heard <laughs> I was listening to it, they said the police said like that policeman that they interviewed the one that was on Netflix. He said missing person cases. A missing person isn't a crime. A dead yes. body is. So because yes. there was no dead body, a missing person, eh, it's just a missing person. It's not a yeah. crime. It's just a three and a half year old. It's no big deal. Right? They're perfectly, they know exactly what's going on all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I'm pretty sure I like flipped in my chair. Like it was, I was like, what? Did I, I, did I just hear that? Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. all we've heard on TV, like on, like every show you turn on is like Nancy Grace screaming about how the parents are guilty, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these, these cases where people just disappear are so scary, especially girls. Yeah. Like Natalie yeah. Holloway, all of them. They're so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So there was never any like... I don't know. They never tracked where that phone call came from, Jamie, or anything like that? With the lady? Uh, no, apparently not. I guess that, uh, you know, like, I don't, could they do stuff like that in the 1980s? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what even were the capabilities at that time? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh. I don't think you could do that. But- 
I think like I I remember when like Star Six Nine came out and you could track a call back, you know, to whoever oh, made it. Right. But I was like, if I remember that, I had to be old enough to be making prank phone calls, so probably like middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would have been like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. And then Star Six Seven, you could block your number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. yeah so i don't i don't know maybe but maybe police i don't know you always see in the movies that police police had to like be in the room with a recorder and they had to like get you on the phone for two minutes or whatever it is before they could track a call right it just seems like maybe she like Either they decided she wasn't important enough to investigate, or she was killed by someone who is powerful and who yeah. was like, "Don't investigate this for whatever reason." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened. I'll just say, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's sure what it seems like because, I mean, yeah, if it had been maybe a different circumstance, like. Yeah, maybe there'd be some answers because that's really weird to get a phone call. It seems if it and and she's harassed so much through phone calls that they like install a buzzer at her desk. Yeah, like, there's trouble. Like, yeah. how is that not something that's investigated like long before she's now missing? You know, you would think so. Ah, oh, and how often do you hear that in these missing person cases? Like they were being harassed. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, people people are harassing people, you know? They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. When was this again? 80s? Yeah. Like 1981. Oh, yeah. Like 81. It was some piece of shit man who she like (laughs) turned down. Yeah. Right? I mean, and the police were like, eh. Plausible, I guess. Yeah. As plausible as any anything else. I'll just make up a different theory for everything you say. Right. <laughs> you you do like that, yeah. Yeah. I do like that. And I also want to blame men right now, so Right. Okay. <laughs> I Poor mean, Lincoln. He puts up men with so do, much. do commit like the vast majority of like violence crimes against yeah other but people. jamie not all men sure but like, <laughs> but like 90% of like violence perpetrated on someone else is done by a man but 10% don't right yeah. <laughs> that's the important part 10% to have to of remember. that 10% of that is women you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we all know who are the real problem here that was 10%. 10% of women have the like capacity to enrage 90% of men. <laughs> <laughs> There's another quote. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's totally going on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying not to say wow. 
Wow. Well, I wonder if they'll ever. I know. See, there it goes. You just can't. Was can't look. I know. He was like, "Here's. I'm gonna be you. I'll be you on the podcast." Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, some things are worthy of. A I'm, am- I'm amazed, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, would you guys like to hear about the mad gasser of Mattoon? Um, mm. Obviously. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this before? No. No, but I do like the alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> so, the mad gasser of Mattoon was um, in the 40s. Okay, so a couple of uh, disclosures. There are a lot of women who were victims who don't apparently have first names because they're Mrs. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. So oh. <laughs> there are some women who have names, but then, you know, all the Mrs. don't have names. So early in the morning, sometime in 1948, I didn't write down the date. Uh, Urban, a man named Urban Ray, he woke up and realized that he felt weak. He was puking everywhere. It was disgusting. And his wife was like, fuck you, Urban. (laughs) (laughs) But she, he asked her to go check the pilot light because he thought they were being poisoned by, I guess, natural gas. Uh And realized, um, she went to get up and she realized she was like pretty much completely paralyzed and they could smell something. And then after a while, I guess they had windows open, the smell dissipated. Then the same night, uh, or shortly thereafter, another woman woke to her child coughing and realized that she smelled something sweet and sticky sweet, and she was also paralyzed. But she recovered eventually. The next night, uh, a woman named, her name was Mrs. Burt Curdy. It's a weird name for a baby. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> was she was asleep and she was awoken by a gross sweet odor it got stronger and stronger and she realized she was paralyzed her sister and neighbor came running in <clears throat> and said it was coming from outside they were staying there because people were starting to panic her husband Bert returned home and he said that he saw a figure standing by the house it was a tall man wearing a tight cap and a dark suit so over about the next two weeks people saw the gasser and there were over 20 people quote unquote attacked and so it's been explained away as mostly as mass hysteria sometimes as industrial pollution um, a government's conspiracy like you know they were spraying gas to see what it would do like running a test right uh, bigfoot in one article or aliens Big- Bigfoot wouldn't do that. <laughs> Bigfoot's too dumb Bigfoot to do that. Do Come that. on. No. Bigfoot they just read... runs around and like screams in the woods. They can yeah. read people's minds and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they grab orbs out of the air sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But all, all these are facts. <laughs> right. <laughs> these are facts. Um, so here's the weird twist. About eleven years earlier in Haymaker Town, West Virginia. A couple was attacked by fumes in their house. 
Um, she had decided to go to bed while her husband stayed up, quote unquote, to keep watch. <laughs> there was no threat. He was just keeping watch. The gas had turned. The, so then there was gas that came in to the house. The police were called. And about midnight, the gas came back again, filled the house and affected everyone in the house, which was nine people at the time. A 19-year-old, um, I think their daughter, her name was Alice, uh, passed out and had to be revived. And a man was seen running from the house. And in Haymaker Town, this was 11 years before, um, there were other attacks over about a two-week period. They couldn't identify the gas. The only clue was the print of a high-heeled woman's shoe under the window. Um, so some of these other attacks were really weird. Um, this is also in Haymaker Town. January 23rd, Mrs. R.H. Hartso and her family returned home and found barricades in front of the doors to block people from getting in or out of the house. The house was full of gas, and they were supposed to be inside! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it this way. This is very... <laughs> my notes are very strange. <laughs> There's lots of exclamation marks. Like I was like discovering something, right? Um, <laughs> so after these attacks, uh, is this in Haymaker? This might be back in Mattoon. At some point, there were like the town basically devolved into the wild, wild west. And there were like bands of vigilantes roaming the street. There were all these theories that the suspect would have been a World War I vet who'd been gassed and <laughs> gone crazy. Some victims oh my heard God. multiple voices outside of the houses. Sometimes they saw people running from the scene. And so this was in Haymaker. The last attack took place on February 3rd, and a guy named A.P. Skaggs and his five children were gassed. One of the children started screaming that they were trapped in the house um, even though they could leave, they felt like they couldn't leave. And uh, a dog, their dog was rolling around in the snow the next day, as a dog would do if he had been gassed by a skunk. That's like <laughs> <laughs> so, this, so in Haymaker Town, those attacks were known as the Mad Anesthetist. So then 11 years later... Uh then all these things started happening in Mattoon that seemed to mimic what had happened in Haymaker Town. But of course there was no internet then. So people in Mattoon might not have heard of what was happening in Haymaker Town because Mattoon was yeah. in Indiana. I don't know. Mattoon was not in West Virginia. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> crack research this week. Um, so in Mattoon, we're going back to Mattoon 11 years later, the police chief, E.C. Cole, um, had ordered the entire police force to be on duty 24 hours a day. And the police were being harassed and businessmen were protesting. Vigilantes were roaming the streets again. The gasser didn't strike for a few nights, but then started again on the 8th with an attack on Violet Driscoll, who was a, um, she must have been single because she has a first name. So, 
Uh, her daughter was 11. Her name was Ramona. And Violet and Ramona ran out of the house and started vomiting. And mom reported seeing a tall man running away. And so there were all these weird things, you know, like we know that the government tested LSD and water supplies in like the 60s. You know, that the government ran all these kind of weird experiments. So it's, that's a possibility. Mustard gas was tested on troops. And mustard, this, yeah. So <clears throat> there are all these possibilities. Then there's this big theory that this was just mass hysteria. Like maybe one person had a reaction to like the industrial pollution in the area. And then everyone else decided they were also getting gassed. And so they all had the same attacks happen. Nah. But that doesn't explain what happened in Haymaker, right? Yeah, right. I don't want, I, that's not a good one. Yeah. that's So this is what it's been written off as mass hysteria for years. Like that was like kind of the, that, but that to me just seems like, um, I don't know, government, like, Black ops, kind of, you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll have this one guy write a paper saying it's mass hysteria and why it's mass hysteria. And that covers up us doing this. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. one possibility for Mattoon is that maybe it was this young man named Llewellyn Farley. And there was. Um, this is from a a blog called the blog that goes ping. <laughs> um, <laughs> the true mad gasser was one Farley Llewellyn, son of a local grocer. Farley was an ex chemistry student who was an alcoholic thought by the locals to be a homosexual. That's what the blog said. And the target, a quote from the newspaper, a target of rumor and gossip in the town because of this. And because of his increasingly erratic behavior, which included chemi chemistry experiments in his trailer, uh, which at one point before the attack caused an explosion that damaged the trailer badly. And he did have two sisters, so the idea is that... Probably just in cooking meth. That was just about probably, the same. <laughs> I know. It sounds like Breaking Bad, right? So the idea is that um, his two sisters... <laughs> That's why sisters... his behavior is getting erratic. <laughs> His two sisters might have been dressed as a man and maybe did the last couple attacks in Mattoon and tried to draw attention away from him because he had already been detained or something at that point. And he was sent away to an institution and all the attacks stopped. Which is circumstantial, but it still doesn't explain why the almost the exact same thing happened in Haymaker 11 years earlier. Right. Yeah. So that's the mad gasser. Very confusing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it was like, like, because no one really got hurt, right? Right. They just smell something weird. They're suddenly paralyzed. They're like, oh shit. And then they're fine. Yeah. Like I after an hour like or two. Some, yeah. But I feel like if some criminal was going around gassing people, he'd definitely get like a lot more rapey with it. Right. Oh, and that's yeah. what that's what like the that's what the discussion is, you know, like if Seriously. he was trying to get if he was trying to get revenge on people for making fun of him and 
And his yeah, he'd be like pooping, pooping on their faces or something. He'd be yeah. like fucking killing them, right? He has a he has an incapacitating gas. Why wouldn't yeah. you just go all the way? They these people have ruined my life. You know, right? He's getting like, super kind of Batman villain with it. Yeah, <laughs> but he instead he just like like makes them makes it a little bit inconvenient, kind of scares them a little bit. Seems yeah. like, doesn't doesn't make sense. And then there's never been, there's like everything that you've ever heard about the mad gasser of Mattoon stops at that point. Okay, so there was one other thing, and that I don't know if this was really true or if this was a rumor, but um, there was a rumor that there was like a POW camp near Mattoon where they were keeping Nazis. Mmm. Mm-hmm. So what if it was like a secret experiment and they were, you know, like gassing, seeing what the gas would do to people? I don't know. Right. The government <laughs> likes their secret experiments. Yeah. Yeah. They're totally into it. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems it's that seems more likely to me than this one guy running around and like shooting a little bit of gas into someone's house and then like running away giggling or whatever. Right. <laughs> and then he's, he's, just, just, he's vindicated now. He's like, yes, I did it. <laughs> that wouldn't seem very, <laughs> very satisfying. Right. Right. <laughs> Plus then he, and at that, you know, like what did he do? <laughs> If they say he was young in when it happened in Mattoon, that would so eleven years earlier he would have been like I don't know fifteen. He went, he drove I don't know, let's say a hundred miles to Haymaker Township and gassed them first, and then waited eleven years mm. <laughs> in Mattoon. Right, right. Or did he hear about? Did he hear about Haymaker and then go like, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm gonna make my own gas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make some awesome gas. And then, then they'll see. <laughs> then they'll see. Yeah, I don't know what his motive would be. It doesn't really make sense. It seems mm-hmm. like maybe they were just looking to scapegoat scapegoat the you know, the gay guy in town. Very yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was this kid. Right? Yeah. Hey, you guys know that kid that's different? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know the one who's, you know, who makes me feel uncomfortable because he's clearly comfortable with himself? Yeah. Let's blame him. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing that gay people love more than spraying you with gas. <laughs> <laughs> and paralyzing you yeah. for a for little fun. while. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a little while. For fun. <laughs> you you want to know something really depressing is I probably wouldn't even notice that I was paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, just one more nap. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be me, just sitting on my couch. Like, oh, it smells kind of good in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just watch one more show. <laughs> yeah, so that's the Mad Gasser Matuna. I just really haven't been able to, I've been you know, thinking about it, I don't know, for the last few days. And I've been trying to figure out what Llewellyn's 
motive really would have been. I can't figure that out. I can't. Yeah. I, I honestly, the only thing that makes sense to me is that it was like a small scale experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that a paralyzing gas could be pretty helpful. Yeah. yeah. Like just paralyzes you for a little, a little while. Yeah. Dude, thank God two. that's not like an accessible technology to everyone. Cause we would be straight paralyzing kids all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it was like the early, you know, iteration of the date rape drug or something like that. You know? Oh, yeah. Except these people if... remember. That's the difference, I guess. Right. I wonder if there's any record of, like, the government later on in life, like, using that type of gas. Oh, I wonder. Or just something, something along those lines. Like, I feel like that they would eventually use it. You would think like so. The little warfare games. Yeah. I wonder if you were right. like, to search out that particular situation in other news agencies like around the world where like America has been at war with. Yeah. Well, we have be. nerve gas, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, we, oh, have we also different... have that like sound waves thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really, I mean, that's really cool. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Jamie know the sound waves. <laughs> it, it's really cool, but probably probably sucks to do. <laughs> I mean, let's see. We have, yeah, we have. Um, I mean, probably a million things that we have no idea about. Right. Yeah. But there's definitely nerve gas. I mean. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, don't. Okay, don't Google paralyzing gas military because it's pretty terrifying. Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> they're, they're paralyzing you right now. <laughs> now I'm like, um, okay, NSA and FBI people, like, we're not really onto anything. So just. Ignore yeah, us. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> even, Please. even if we were, I'm a total coward. Like, yeah. I'll just do whatever. <laughs> and I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk a big game. We don't, yeah, we, we don't. Yeah, not even. <laughs> we just want to giggle about things a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I feel like that's the most likely explanation, even though that's terrifying, the government would come and spray gas into your window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to try and, like, some of the people explained it, like, they were like, oh, it kind of smelled like flowers, or, you know, I thought it was from the flowers that we had on the windowsill, and then they, then all of a sudden they couldn't get out of bed. Okay, huh. so if you smell flowers, take a nap. Take it out. Just go back to sleep. <laughs> then you'll never know that you were paralyzed and uh, right. you won't have like that weighing on your conscience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't think of, I mean, I really have been thinking about this. I honestly can't think of anything else. That's, that kind of makes sense. Because mm -hmm. none of the official explanations really seem to make sense. Mm -hmm. To me. And the fact that no one's... Like, this seems like this would be like... 
I don't know, you would think that you would hear about something like this, like the Mad Gasser. That's such a cool story. It really yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you think you would hear about that at some point in your education it, or something? Yeah. But maybe not. So that's the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Nice. I liked it. It yeah. was definitely the government. It was the government. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> chemical warfare. Early chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. And Amber must be asleep. Yeah. You Suck know? it, Amber. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just can't hang. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Some so. people gotta donate all of their energy and resources to, to grow on another human being. Yeah. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Get a new hobby, Amber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had enough of this. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else, guys? Mm-mm. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. So Amber still has, I don't know if she's going to want to share her, her mystery story, but she still has one. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? Guys, I did like 45 minutes of Duolingo tonight, and I still have a notification that I should take five more minutes and do more Duolingo. <laughs> well, you it's do harassing. want to keep your family alive, don't you? I do. I know. I'm terrified of this little bird. <laughs> It's like standing outside of the window tapping a knife on the, <laughs> on the glass. Five more minutes. Five more minutes or I'll gas you. Yeah, yeah I guess and I should like, do five good. more minutes. Yeah, right. gassing is kind of nice. Fine, I'll <laughs> learn how to say I drink milk again. And I am a woman. <laughs> Even though I don't drink milk. <laughs> Um, okay. So, sorry, that notification just terrified me. I was like, <laughs> no! No more Duolingo! I can't do anymore. Um, so, thanks for listening. You can check us out on Twitter, Naked Ladies Pod, Instagram, Naked Ladies Podcast, Facebook, Naked Ladies Podcast, and that's it for that. Jamie, do you want to say it? Uh, yeah. And join us next week when we will talk about some more shit. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.